Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, an AMA with console. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Um, just getting started. Get everybody in their seats. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> I, love, I love the clapping and sync. Me too. <laughs> and Titus, Titus started that last week in every Twitter space. I've been on since then. <laughs> I clap with the music. <laughs> nice. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Yeah. It's going great. How you doing, Chris? Doing well. Just want to welcome everybody to the Monday AMA for console. Really, Woo-hoo. really happy to be here. Um, it's been a great group. We started doing this every Monday at 5 Eastern Standard Time um, since the beginning of December. And it's been a great way to just give some updates from our end on what we're thinking, the roadmap for console, and mostly just have some AMAs, um, any questions that you guys have. We're also thinking of some new format changes for the future, some special guests and stuff like that. So this would just be a great question, um, a great time to ask any questions and give any feedback because we'd really like to you know, help co-create this with everybody and just want to make sure that it's like as awesome as it can be. <laughs> so we're all ears. We're here listening. Um, I see we have I see we have a great group of uh, people, some people coming back. Got Lena, got Titus, of course, got Annie joining us. Um, Nikki. Oh, is what a great group. Um, awesome. So um yeah, um we'll just get we'll get it get right into it. Um let me see, Dave, what what's on your mind this week? Do you have any anything that you wanna make sure we talk about today? Oh, uh, put me on the spot. I see a couple faces that, uh, I guess, faces representing people that I've been speaking with recently. So if anyone, uh, not to call too many people out, but like Tangle, for example, if you want to come up at any point, um, please uh, request and we will accept. Great. Um, I'll give a few updates on the product and kind of where we are. Console, I'll just repeat kind of everything for one minute, just so bear with me. People who come every week, bear with me. Um, yeah, console is, we are creating, um, I'd say console, we are creating the world's best group chat platform. So it's not. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> we, pay, we pay her to clap. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's like the audience in the sitcoms in the 90s. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, where's the laugh jack I need laughs for my jokes <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with console there's already a bunch of chat apps why do we need another chat app what is there so many things to say <laughs> can't you just say it console why, why make console um, we're making the world's best group chat app and 
we believe <laughs> that is not just an alternative to Discord or a better Discord, um, but I would say specifically, it's just a chat app that is focused for communities so that you can just have me really meaningful focused conversations. We feel that a majority of the solutions out there right now are really noisy. It's kind of hard to find things. They're not so secure. And really nothing out there right now is built on Web3 principles. And the three principles that we um, are building on are promoting decentralization, not only of the app, but of the communities. All the communities have the power. Number two is building in public. So basically open source and using open source technologies whenever we can. And number three, making sure that the users can own their own data. And so we're working to have minimal data collection so that the app, even if we were to disappear, even if the app were to disappear, our ideal of where we're going, we're on a roadmap, so we're not there yet, but it would be in a few years to get to the place where even if we disappeared, you would have your data, you would have your social network and everything. And so we're building on a, a bunch of integrations. We've integrated with ENS and a bunch of other great um, MetaMask.BNS and a lot of other things coming up. So that's console for anybody who's new. Um, where we are now is we are in beta. Anyone that wants to join, go to console.xyz. You can apply for the next cohort. And um, yeah, we're currently we're currently in the stages of testing internally our iPhone app and our desktop app, which should be coming out soon for everybody. We'd love to get some testers. Our real next roadmap is at the beginning of February to have console HQ, which will be a kind of console console for all of us to really take this chat <laughs> into console so that everybody can get a demo. And I know um, last week, some people were asking, how do I, how do I get my hands on it? And this will be kind of like the first entry point for, for all the early contributors and people who have been showing up in the Twitter spaces um, and all that. So um, yeah, so, so happy to be here. And I guess with, without any further ado, um, yeah, we'll we'll jump into some questions. Do we have some some questions today? <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Let's see. I got some people on stage. Um, I see I see a few people who I would love maybe some updates from on what they're working on. Um, I know Kurt here. I don't want to put you on the spot, but at OKCoin, if you might want to jump out with some questions, I'd love to hear what OKCoin is working for. OKCoin is a really great um, exchange that is uh, doing some innovative stuff. So that would be awesome. Oh, Julia said that people are requesting and she's just getting uh, getting caught up on it. So um, I'll give one more update why we get people on stage. It seems like it just takes a second. Elon, um, I think, I think one exciting thing is like we did mention, we kind of hinted last week that we are looking to move our chat API to Matrix. And Matrix, if you don't know, is a is an open source chat protocol. And we were really lucky enough this week to chat with the founder, um, Matthew, of Matrix, who was lucky enough to give us some of his time and you know, kind of get the vision for what Matrix is. So Matrix is this open, like the open source chat protocol, you can check it out, Matrix Protocol. It's not the Keanu Reeves movie, but it's the Matrix Protocol. And it's really cool because there's been a, you know, there's been a nice swell of people starting to adopt this as the standard. We've seen moves from um, everything from Reddit to Substack, a lot of, um, a lot of governments are, uh, we learned, are adopting it, like Germany and NATO, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I guess, like, what do what do all of these people have in common that I just mentioned? Uh, 
hard to guess perhaps, but um, really I think they just care about privacy and owning their own data, right? Like if you're a government, if you're NATO, and if I think if you're like a forward thinking web three uh, or startup, a web two startup that wants to evolve Matrix seems like a really good option. It's still kind of in its early days. I mean, it's been around for four days. Uh, it's been around for four days. Um, we caught up with them on Tuesday, the day they were born. No, it's been around for four years. Um, and there's some really great prototypes out there. So, yeah, you know, we wanted to meet with the founders to see how we can help um, give back to the project. Because I think one thing you'll learn if you're developing on open source software um, is that, you know, a lot of times funding open source software can be uh, tricky. And I think that uh, we wanted to talk with them about how we might give back or, you know, financially or through, um, I don't know, promotion or anything we can do to help to help them also survive. So, yeah, we're in talks with them, more to come, but I think it will be a really exciting thing if we make the move. And right now we're just kind of doing some internal prototypes with the matrix protocol. So I think it could be a really amazing thing um, to have this decentralized chat API and really further this, this mission. So yeah, it's an exciting update from the week. All right. Um, it looks like we have some people up on stage. Let's do it. Um, let's kick it off with Titus. Cause I feel, I feel like he's been showing up every week and has some, uh, it's just, just good to hear your voice. So uh, kick it off Titus. What's on your mind? Oh, where's the where's the sound effect for all from Julia here? I'm just waiting for the all. <laughs> um, thank you so much for the love. Yeah. Um, it's good to hear your voice too, and it's you know it's becoming a, a weekly um, ritual to get in here with the console people and talk about the product as it evolves. I love that, and it's an exciting product. Too. There it is, Julia on the mark. All right. So my question is, um, I actually kind of asked a little about this last week, but I think I didn't get to the the meat of it. Um, when it comes to storage, uh, since you're mentioning storage and decentralization around that and taking your data with you, um, are we talking like IPFS pins? Like, will you maintain them? Will we maintain them? Is it going to be our weave? Like, is there going to be some sort of plan for storage? And then from there, like, you know, being able to persist or otherwise destroy uh, the links to those things, depending on what the user wants. So we're wondering if there's a discussion around that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um just like bigger picture, I, I like to just kind of go like bigger picture sometimes because I want to make sure if anyone is new to Web3, we're all on the same page. And so I think the, the reason why decentralizing the data is important is because it's you know, these big words. It's like decentralization. What is this? You know, um, but really, <laughs> really all we're talking about with decentralization um, is that you as a user it's it's a few things. I think it's you as a user should be able to own your data. And I think part of that is like, you know, if um if the service went away, I mean, there's been a ton of Google services that I've used over the years that have been, I'll say, deceased. <laughs> they basically killed them off. Um, or if, you know, if, if Elon Musk buys Twitter or something like that, it's like you want to be able to like take that data with you. Um, so that's one thing. But another reason for decentralizing is this, I'll call it the 404 problem. If you've ever clicked on a link and you've gone there and you get it's a 404 hour it's like means there's nothing there that's like okay. a page is not found right um you know that's that's a archival archiving data on the internet is a big issue servers go up servers go down things get corroded just like in real life you know things like rot um and so you know the ability to use something like what titus mentioned which is um i say there's two big 
people in the space right now for file storage. There's um, IPFS, which is Protocol Labs, is the organization behind that. And number two is Arweave. Um, and I think it's still early days with both of them. I mean, they're both working and they're both powering like, I don't know, millions and tens, of, I don't even know, like, like they're big, you know what I mean? Um, by, by early days, um, I guess I mean, um, I think there's, this is, this is me, this is my interpretation of this. So someone can let me know if you see it otherwise, but, um, but, uh, you know, there's not too many very large, like, you know, <laughs> 10,000 to a million people's apps right now kind of using these like on a day-to-day -day basis so i think my worry with using them for anything beyond like image storage right now is that i just want to kind of see them be tested a little bit more um and i think that's the main thing you know funny you asked this question you, you couldn't have set it up any better but i felt i felt really honored we had um the ceo of our uh, sam williams reached out to us this week he was excited about console i guess i'm name dropping but, but just it's relevant <laughs> i just call myself out but um but yeah he was excited and, and i was excited to chat with him and um yeah we got to chat with him about where Arweave is and they're doing some really cool stuff where i didn't even know that with Arweave you can you can there's some people decentralizing their whole stack so what that means is not just like image storage and links but like literally running code um in a way that if a, you know if your server went down like i said it would still stay up right um if a site went down, you could still own your data, like these kind of things, which I think are important to the future of how we think about um, the internet and and kind of having that ownership. So um, long story short, we are like in the midst of talking about this stuff and learning about this stuff. Um, and if anyone has anything else to add to that, I would love to hear it. Um, but I think, I think our main focus, it's console for decentralization right now, is going to stay focused on identity because we see that as like the first step and so we're doing a lot of identity integrations this year and the matrix um, chat integration so that the the storage of the data could be owned by the community that's like the first step and then everything beyond that as far as like the code of our console app and all the images i think eventually probably i think that's just a little lower on our list but we will get to it because eventually it is important so yeah that's the longest answer i could have gave you but tried to make it as clear for the newbies who might be listening um hopefully that helps answer your question titus thanks for asking thanks so much chris we have um fourth wave out here who uh, i met with a couple times in the last few weeks i'd love to um if uh, fourth wave dow wants to introduce themselves i'd love to love um, it get a sense you guys are up to and uh, what brought you to console? Hi, David. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, yeah. So Come just in. a quick, oops, sorry. Thanks for coming. Uh, anytime. <laughs> um, so yeah, fourth wave DAO. We are, we're Canadian based technically, but obviously it's a DAO, so it doesn't have any borders. But um, we are a DAO that is creating a decentralized kind of um, underground railroad across North America to start um, to help women who are trying to access safe abortions during this dark time in American politics. Um, so yeah, we are mainly focused on that, but as a DAO, we're also gonna be launching a DeFi mobile application. So anyone who joins the DAO will get to have a say in the direction of that application. And we're basically going to be focused on integrating existing protocols and making them easier to access. 
Um, and yeah, we started testing out console um, in the last few weeks. And so far, it's been really great. Um, I wasn't super excited to create a Discord server for our organization just because it's so rampant with um, scammers. And I don't know. I just I find the whole thing a little gross right now. So it's really nice to get started on this brand new platform to have something that we know is going to be secure for the people in our network because they do need to stay anonymous and security is a really big issue for these for these people. So yeah, we're just really, really, really happy to find something that suits our needs and is going to make everything just way more secure for the people in our organization. Love it. Love that. Thank you so much. Thanks for the intro. Um, and yeah, feel free if you, you know, want to stick around and have any questions or want to um, add anything to the conversation here. Yeah, I, I have a few uh, questions. I mean, that's fascinating. Um, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I give a bit of advice to the Choice DAO when they started up. I helped make some educational right. materials for them um, just because I was so excited about their mission. It sounds like there's a similar mission with Fourth Wave DAO. Yeah, uh, I'd be curious to know more about where you guys are like just maybe some bullet points um so how we could support you with like you know have you launched and um yeah maybe also how much you're looking to get for the dow and maybe what you imagine you know where the money would be best kind of spent or, or fundraised for input i just love to know a little more yeah of course um so We've basically started to grow our community now, and I've built out the software component um, to onboard people onto our, our network of helpers. Um, so we've started doing that. Um, our network is building out, so that's been really nice. Um, we're just getting ready to kind of test out all of our um, governance model code, so that's really exciting. But yeah, we still have a lot of developing to do. For now, we're just growing out the network um, so we can try to help people as quickly as possible. And um, yeah, in terms of funding, I got some support from Polygon DAO, so that was really great. Um, but it wasn't a lot. And for our decentralized network, um, which we're calling the Auntie Network, um, it's all going to be done by um, NFTs for identity. And so I was originally planning to do this section on Polygon just because of cost. But now I'm seeing that there are a lot of chains that offer other grants. And so I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what chain we want those NFTs to be on specifically. Like I'll have the DAO code on Polygon, but then I noticed that you have token gating in your application. And I really want to take advantage of that just to give that helper network their own private chat that only they can access. Um, so yeah, I'm still looking around to see like who's offering grants and I might go in that direction. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to do it. Um, uh, one DAO that you might want to talk with is Artisan. It's A-R-T-I-Z-N.Fund. Um, and I know that they were looking to go with Polygon. And they're basically funding for public goods. They're doing some cool stuff. They actually just launched a big update this week. Um, but I can introduce you via Twitter if you have some questions. Because I don't know their thoughts, but they were going to do on Polygon. And at the last minute, they just did on mainchain Ethereum. I don't know if it was a funding opportunity um, or it was some other reason but uh renee the the founder there super helpful guy um happy to introduce you and also i don't know if there's grant opportunities but i see there's a handful of people here in the 
Stacks Gamma, which is G A M G A M M I O. <laughs> it has it G A M M A dot I O. Um, and they're doing some some awesome stuff as well. Um, just calling out some people that showed up today and just trying to make some connections. But um, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. But I I love that. So um, let us know if we could be helpful. Yeah, of course. That would be really, really, really appreciated. And honestly, like from a developer standpoint, I'm just tempted to do everything on Ethereum now because since the merge, it's just so consistent. Like transactions go through so consistently and you're not, you know, developing and waiting and waiting and waiting for this like arbitrary amount of time. So yeah, just because Ethereum's gotten so much easier to develop on, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm almost leaning that way myself. I hear you. Yeah. I was, I was recollect, I was journaling of like, my my past like favorite moments of the last year and i was like realizing <laughs> unnecessary 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 and, <laughs> too much too much and i that's <laughs> funny it's funny um and i was realizing that um i was like man I, spent, I think i spent a lot of time on twitter this year and last year and i was like i was like you know what though i think my one favorite weekend from last year was the weekend that gas was six thousand dollars on ethereum i think it was like last march um because i think that there was such like it was so sad but it was also such like like just like optimism for the future and like building it was like the craziest weekend i don't remember if you remember that but gas spiked and it just became impossible to do anything on ethereum and i think also reflecting on i think that was last march or april just how far we've come because you know I mean, I guess anything's possible, but it does seem like the gas has gone down so slow after the merge and like, you know, um, things seem to be quicker and more efficient. There seems to be more integrations. And so um, I do think like we've come a long way and it's just worth, um, I guess, celebrating that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm on the same page. Speaking of I love that. Fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. I guess speaking of stacks, we have uh, one of the rehab resort guys. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you'd like to introduce your project, uh, Rappel. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's nice to uh, it's nice to be here. Um, yeah, so uh, last year um, we started Rehab Resort. Um, it was an NFT project uh, based around um, like donating to to people in rehabilitation. Um, so just like addicts and stuff. Um, and yeah, we we built a community there. Um, originally, when we started, uh, it was Discord and Twitter, um, I think those were like the main platforms where you could build a community. And uh, I think, yeah, just just in general, Stacks is a great place to build a community. And um, I think that's also part of the uh, reason why you guys started building on Stacks first. Um, so um, I think just just asking this as a question like what was the reason to to build on stacks was it the community or like yeah how, great how great question you, like, um so and i'm awesome petron also see you <laughs> just like last week i made you raise your hand for so long but i'm coming baby i'm coming <laughs> just get around um but yeah i am coming so um to to ropel's question and i hope i'm pronouncing your name right um yeah the original idea for console was well, I wouldn't. I mean, the original idea was just to create an amazing group group chat app. Um, but specifically, we our strategy was to build within the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, 
when we started the project in October of 2021, so about a year and a half ago, we we started with Stacks. And I think there was a few reasons why at the time um, focusing just on Stacks made sense. Um, it was definitely, there was so much growth month over month. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, Stacks is basically like a, basically like a layer two for Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, we, I mean, I believe in Bitcoin. I think as we saw over the past week or over the past 10 years, you know, it just, it stays strong. And there's, there's a lot of reasons why I think it's pretty great. And I think, you know, the thing about the Stacks community and just launching a, a new product in general is it helps when you launch a new product to just have like a small dedicated group of people who can test it and love it and work with them. And I think at the time, um, Ethereum, you know, it was just like, there was like so much going on in Ethereum and it just felt like, you know, let's not just start in the ocean. Let's start in like a small pond and like, you know, work alongside people. And we just got such great support. Um, you know, a, a bunch of our funding came from trust machines, which is like a Bitcoin pro, um, uh, company, you know, that we're basically our parent company that helps, um, helps fund us, which is great. And so it just kind of felt like really aligned to, to kind of grow the project um, on the Stacks ecosystem. Um, and then, you know, the, our mission was always to be multi-chain. And I think just coming to Ethereum um, next made sense. And so that was kind of just the genesis is like we started with Stacks. Um, we did get just so much great feedback and, and worked with so many amazing people. And then it was like, okay, let's, you know, Ethereum is like the next chain we really want to open up to. Eventually, we hope to open up to just just open for all the major chains and, you know, we'll be open source in a way that people could potentially um, add pull requests or, you know, suggest new chains over time. This is like in the future and we haven't gotten there yet, but eventually we'll get there. But for now, focusing on these two chains, it, <laughs> I said it again, <laughs> the rapper's name, <laughs> but uh, it will help us, uh, will help us uh, focus and really just kind of build alongside um, a smaller group as opposed to just going after everyone. So that's a bit of the genesis story of how we got here. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. And and exactly the same uh, reason why we went to to Stacks in the first place. I think just yeah, having having Bitcoin as the underlying security blockchain is is great. And um, I think that the the most exciting thing about um, our NFT collection was at the time the community building. Um, because like we we started pretty pretty early last year, um, but uh, and and we had like a great community, great networking. I think I met a lot of great people in the space, and everyone is so willing to like talk and um, just just give feedback and so on. Um, and then like unfortunately, our timing for our mint was pretty bad. It was like. Um, we we uh we hit the 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 bottom of the market right away like like it was the day we launched was the lowest bitcoin price uh um last year so <laughs> uh unfortunately that that was very bad but um still the the communities uh sticks around and that's that's just so great to see and everyone is like still supporting it and uh we're actively actively trying to like um implement new utility um for our project and like no one has accused us of of the bad market situation and like 
they stick to run. I think that's that's unseen in in different ecosystems. And um, I think yeah, just just having an even better community tool than uh, Discord um, would be the next big thing. And I, I mean, on Stacks, we we also do have scammers, but uh, like on Ethereum, it's it's just crazy. It's uh, it's a big market that you can catch there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it's a really small community and it's just been really great. There's amazing events and yeah, um, just a lot of people just show up. Um, I, I think also whether you're whatever community or chain you're part of, um, I, I'm feeling optimistic that we're slowly coming out of this, you know, um, bear market. And I think, I think that that's just gonna, I think it got a lot of the, like you mentioned scammers and i think it just got a lot of people to like leave this space hopefully that we're not adding value i don't know if they went to like ai or something but they went somewhere and i think that's actually a good thing because i think we'll all be rewarded i think by just being stronger with the with the projects we've built with the communities we've built with you know our ideas and everything um i think it's going to be a really strong year and yeah i think you know really happy to be here and um yeah supporting stack supporting ethereum and hopefully supporting more chains in the future oh yeah yeah definitely definitely we, um, we gotta get to petron right Roval, if you have another question we will come right back to you just raise your hand again <laughs> i would love to chat more um we're gonna jump uh to petron for a second how's it going uh it's going great it's going great um so uh i think i've been following the project for a while now um, so I think my project I'm currently working on, well, I'm currently working with um, CoinRamp Network. Um, we were part of the top 15 projects um, in Polygon Africa Hackathon. Um, I think one of the major concerns for me as a business development manager is it comes to the point in which um, when you want to incentivize the community currently in the Web3 space, it's kind of very complicated in which, for example, if I were to gamify or to incentivize my community, monitoring um, that process is very, very, um, how would I put it? It's very, very unstructured. Um, you either have to go through um, other services like Clue3.xyz, which kind of make the process kind of more complex. So I, I think I like the fact that um, you guys are kind of kind of creating a kind of Discord mix with also um, kind of a wallet connection kind of bridging. Um, so basically, my question is how how will gamification work if I were to say I want to incentivize my community, I want to grow my community organically on the console app? How will that work? if you guys have that kind of mechanism yeah um i think the question you're asking is about fundraising but also about how do you grow your community on console and bring in fundraising is that is that kind of what you're asking or is there something else there yes not really the fundraising part but let's say growing the community organically yeah through gamification uh, yeah sure i mean look growing a community in real life on digital life <laughs> um in second life wherever life you're on growing a community is tough and um i don't i mean i just want to tell things how they are 
here and say that like I don't know that there's going to be any silver bullet for just growing a community where you're like, hey, plug and play, community grown, right? Um, at the same time, there can be better tools that you can use. And if you, you know, hopefully they make it easier or they give you new ideas for how to create a community. I think, you know, one example that, I mean, there's a lot of examples, right? We've seen over just the past few years, um, we've seen Substack, right? We've seen OnlyFans. Um, we've seen, I don't know, name something else, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways to to kind of like all of a sudden you make one change and a lot of opportunity kind of like spills out, you know, like like uh, like oil or something, right? Like, oh, we struck oil. Um, you know, I think I think with those two examples I gave, there there's not that like revolutionary of a tool. Like Substack, the thing that Substack did that I think really helps people grow their community is they solved a problem for people writing newsletters, which I've had for years when obviously other people have, which is that they did one technical change. They allowed you to post a blog, right? And then collect emails and then all like within like one button, just like send like new blog posts as newsletters like everything's in one and it's a small change to have the email collection right next to the blog but before that you always had to have like two or three solutions and it was like kind of cumbersome and people would forget and it was like annoying right um so it's like a little bit of a small change um that, that i think had really big um really big impact right um and then dave who's here with us on uh, his last app he can speak to it a bit Triller. Um, you know, I guess, Dave, what you could tell us, what, what was like the one big technical innovation? I know you've told me about this a little bit that like really kind of unlocked a lot of creativity with Triller and maybe just briefly say what Triller was. Yeah, 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 sure. Triller was uh, a initially a music video maker. It was just a tool to make great music videos on the phone. And then it evolved into a music video platform and Beyond that, a social media app. Um, the key innovation of Triller was the solving of the editing process. The editing video was really hard, just like prior to Instagram, editing photo was really hard. So we focused just on the editing process of video, and we distilled it down to one button. I think the analogy here. We're still figuring it out, but I think it might have to do with CRM a little bit, like kind of managing your community in the same way that Substack's innovation was kind of the ease of collecting emails yeah. and thereby, you know, interacting with your community. We're, we're kind of figuring out how, how to do that. I think a good example here is like Julia right now um, is um, tediously, painstakingly, like manually jotting down everyone who's in this session um, in the hopes that we'll be able to like give people acknowledge people for coming and give give everyone po apps um, and we try to do this we aim to do this every week because we think it's important to like acknowledge participation in early console um, but it's very difficult to do that um, we could imagine innovating that and are beginning to talk about ways to innovate engaging um and rewarding early community on console totally yeah exactly um 
so yeah, to kind of like summarize some of those ideas and then, you know, double click on what Dave's talking about, um, you know, Dave and I have talked a lot about how one small, like technical innovation can sometimes have just huge creative and community building opportunities, right? And we talked about Substack, right? With with their email and blogging function, function. Um, Triller, you know, which I don't know, Dave would have to tell me, but you know, millions or tens of millions of users, right? It was a huge app. Um, and at console- 300 million. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, and so at console, I think the first thing that we played with, just to kind of rewind a little bit, um, is identity and user owning their own identity and trying to see if being able to own your own identity, own your own community was enough. Um, to be honest, like what we're seeing so far is that that might not be enough like to kind of, exponentially grow these, you know, have, have these opportunity for growth. Um, but we see that as like a necessary first step, right? And then, you know, what, what, what Dave is like really nicely illustrating is that, you know, we're learning and we're trying to learn with you like what that technical unlock is. And that's kind of where we are right now to be like totally honest with you guys is like we're testing a lot of these things out. Um, we're testing out um, being able to, like Dave mentioned, you know, have events within console and then immediately issue a POAP to everybody perhaps, right? To be able to immediately incentivize people who come to your community. We're having token-gated channels right now. And we also have ways to integrate lots of Web3 tools seamlessly into console, right? So imagine you want voting and you're using Snapshot or you want to use something like that. We can really easily bring that in for you. If you have something like a treasury, um, that like fourth wave DAO, I imagine, well, their DAO will be based around treasury, which will hold all the group's money. Um, we can have some really nice integrations with that. And so chat becomes the core of your community. It's like the lifeblood. But then console becomes like, like on top of that, you can kind of build this like operating system or something like and plug in all these little Lego bits. And um, I think, you know, we're still testing what is going to be that big unlock. Um, but I think we're really optimistic and we feel like we just have a great group of people both on our team and in the community helping test these out and helping to see what really drives growth. Um, I know that was a bit of a longer answer than you you asked for, but I wanted to just really kind of paint the picture of how we're thinking about this question of, you know, how can console help your community build? We're really trying to give you these tools. And when we say co-create, you know, for this first cohort, which is like the next few months, or the second cohort is next few months, um, we, we are in a lot of these, well, in all of the consoles with you because we want to learn alongside and help and help spin out tests so that you can test quicker and really hopefully be at the forefront of, of uh, you know, technology that's out there for building your community. So that's really our goal. All right, thank you so much. Um, it looks like we have one more question from Ropal. Let's let's do that one. Hey, Ripple, what's up? You're back. Yeah. Um, so uh, I I wanted to ask, uh, like, what what exactly is your strategy to um to to get like market share, basically, like um the Discord communities to console? Like, is is there a specific strategy, like integrating console into Discord, uh, to get like more users on board or um, how how do you think uh, you can like 
get, get the communities to move over to, to console. Yeah, Dave, do you want to take that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, communities seem to be coming to us uh, at a greater pace than we can accommodate right now, to be totally honest. Um, we really want that early experience to be a good one for each community. That's why we're trying to accelerate the console HQ initiative to have some experience that's open to everyone. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, we've we've got like, I don't like s over 700 communities that have applied. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to uh, um, uh, as quickly as we can, but uh, not too quickly move through um, to onboard. And I think the short answer is the product will speak for itself. The best growth mechanism is word of mouth. That was our experience with Triller as well. And if we're delivering an amazing experience, I think communities will migrate in waves. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I, I think I was just wondering um, that like, sometimes I think it's hard to to get people to move on. But I think uh, definitely the product is uh, the main selling factor in, in, uh, in your case. Um, and, and one, one more question, if I can shove that in. Um, so, uh, have you, have you gone through a kind of a pivoting process before? Like what was your initial idea when you started off with all of that? Have you, have you pivoted in, in any ways? Um, or yeah, how, how did this work that you uh, are here where we, where you are now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we haven't pivoted, we haven't pivoted, although we've refined the idea over the past year and a half. At first, I want to say just like the first days of console, I think the initial like curiosity that we had was just, okay, okay, let me step back for a second. We talk a bunch about cryptocurrency and, you know, they came up earlier in this in the space and you know cryptocurrency and you know in the news and, and all that and i think the first curiosity came from like there's this other crypto cryptography right that cryptocurrency is built on and the cryptography allows you to have wallet addresses that you you don't need money in them in order to kind of claim your identity like just spinning up a wallet address which is for anyone that might not know it's this crazy kind of long letters and numbers um yeah basically but there's only one per person let's say right mathematically it's like a way of you know you can own this kind of like an email address but it's a wallet address it's a different kind of public address and instead of sending emails to it like messages um people are sending crypt cryptocurrency to it um so the original idea was well this wallet address could be used for so much more and it doesn't need to have cryptocurrency in it it can just be this cryptographic hash And what if we were to use that as like a basis for identity? Well, that's really cool because then, you know, what if we had two wallets chatting, right? Um, and then the conversation basically went, because um, we were thinking about launching on stacks with .btc names. The conversation was about, you know, what if you could have a .btc name, talk with another .btc name. The real benefit there is that there would only be able to have one username for each person and that nobody would own those usernames 
unlike all of Web2 usernames, which you know Facebook owns or Twitter owns or Instagram owns, these are names that you could own, one person could own. And so we just saw that as like a really cool first step. And that's where it started. Um, but pretty quickly when we started looking, I mean, you know, um, Dave and I had had startups before, as we mentioned. And I think like the first step in any startup is to um, really just start like testing with users. And like, I think the more we started testing with users, the more users felt that like chat is great, but it needs more. And that's where a lot of, you know, looking at Web3 voting, looking at Web3 treasuries, onboarding, all these other things were also problems. And so I think, you know, I've been starting to say um, to Dave, I think that they're like in the future, we talk about Web2 apps and Web3 apps. I think there's just going to be like a right way to do things in the future and it will be building it on web three principles, but just building on web three principles itself isn't enough. You need to distinguish yourself in a way. And so I think the first step was like realizing web three is powerful, but from there, I wouldn't say we pivoted, but I would say we just like refined the idea, like by learning with communities on like what communities need. And so it's like building on top of Web3 as opposed to like just building on Web3 is the thing. It's building on top of it. I'd say that was like the insight maybe that we've had um, and that we kind of have used to refine over over time. Thanks for the question. All right. Um, wow, we have a big group here. You know, we always say we try to keep these to about 30 minutes. They always go about 45 minutes or more because um, just so many great questions, so many great people here. Um, so I think Dave, Julia, how are you guys doing? I think we might wind it down unless there's been somebody asking questions yeah, that we want to make sure we get. There, I think there were a couple that wanted to, to ask or, or comment. So Tangle, um, you want to you wanna share? Yeah, hey guys. Uh, hey Tangle. Here from Layer Zero. Hey, yeah, uh, here from Layer Zero and Stargate. <laughs> Obviously utilizing Discord as, um, I guess, like the, the, you know, the chat. Um, yeah, chat backbone, I guess, or chat rails of, uh, of the community. And and I guess in Telegram as well. But what I'm what, like, you guys were talking about, or somebody asked earlier here about like the, uh, I guess, like the onboarding or like the offboarding of Discord and getting, you know, migrating over to console. And like, I really like the idea of, you know, what console is offering here. I think we chatted with David a while ago about just, and he kind of pilled me on it and like what makes sense. But again, this like onboarding process. Um, just a thought here as we were kind of talking through, talking things through, is it possible to just wrap Discord or Telegram as a module inside of console? You're, that way it's like people can use console, still be on Discord, and slowly find out about console that way. And then because within console and all the extra modules that were utilized, like with, sorry, the module part of it is like what I find extremely interesting and compelling around console and being able to say like, hey, now that you're here, you can also see all these other features of our community because people are still like going to each siloed thing, but they're not connected. And I think console can do that to begin with. And then like the whole chat feature of it, like with, you know, for example, with Discord, uh, you know, slowly moving that out into like more open source things. I think that's kind of all of our our visions here. So just just that was kind of my main quick question and just curious any thoughts around that, if that works or if it's, uh, yeah, if there's like a different approach. Thanks, Angle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, Dave. Maybe, uh, Chris, should we uh, fourth wave? Did you want to add to that kind of question or comment, and then we can we can all respond? 
Oh, sure. I just wanted to add quickly, um, just because coming from the fourth wave perspective, we're onboarding a lot of people who have never even heard of Discord. So I just wanted to mention that because I think that console often just gets compared to like something that's competing with Discord. But I do feel like a lot of people in older generations, which is like some of the older feminists that we're kind of getting in our organization, they really do want to have secure and private chat. It's just that they only know about Facebook, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up before <laughs> saying bye. Yeah, thanks, thanks for adding that. Um, sure, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Unless Dave, unless you had something you want to add. Yeah, no, go for it, Chris. Um, sure, yeah. So yeah, the question is with Discord, um, you know, how, how can we like wrap console in that or vice versa? Um, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, it makes a lot of sense from like a growth perspective or from just like easy on users. If you can just like kind of really easily just connect the two. Um, I think, you know, in the future <laughs> of how apps work in like an open internet, I think, you know, that would be beautiful. I think if that worked, the, the problem for us is that I believe we'd be building, and I'm not just trying to take a shot at Discord, but I believe we'd be building on just really flawed technology and that over time, I think it would catch up with us. And so let me explain. Um, the One of the issues, there's a few issues with Discord, but one of the big issues is security, right? Um, so the messages that you send on Discord don't have an option for real privacy, right? And could like double click on that and explain more, but just understand that like they're not really, really private and let, like anyone at Discord could pretty much read them <laughs> if they wanted to, um, you know, or hand them over to the government or like shut, shut you down like they did with Tornado Cash. Um, and so you don't really own those messages, right? Um, and then on top of that, they don't have Web3 authentication built into Discord. And from the looks of it, they don't have any intention of doing that. They Discord in November of 2021 announced that they were going to do a MetaMask integration and they got amazing backlash from the gamer community because Discord was made for gamers, right? And so then they pulled back and said, nah, haha, we're not gonna do that. So uh, Discord isn't really evolving with Web3, but you know the way they allow people to then you know, try to improve or patch these flaws is by using these bots. And so they do their authentication. If you have a MetaMask wallet or you have a Hero wallet or you have NFTs, they do these, these kind of workarounds. And I'm sure you've experienced that as a user where you go into a Discord and it's like, hey, here's the 10 things you have to do before you start. You have to go to this site, you have to verify, you have to click, you have to do all these like loops and hoops. And the issue with that is that in all of those loops and hoops of jumping around Discord and other sites, um, there's a lot of attack surface for uh, hackers to come in and to really um, take advantage of that. And they really have been taking advantage of that. If you've seen, I, I wrote a, I'll say a great blog post, but I wrote a detailed blog post on this where I went into depth of looking at 100 Discord hacks uh, over the past year. It's at blog.console.xyz, and you can you can see the depth um, of which hackers will look at these bots as basically just like vulnerabilities uh, to which like a majority of the hacks come from. So, you know, there's this issue with owning your own data. There, uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Julia, for posting that. Um, amazing, it's up on top. Um, so there's this issue with. Um, owning your data and security and these bots. And this was also, I'd say, one of the early things that we released with 
console because we really wanted to get that base layer right before we started building on top of it. And we definitely like looked at like interoperability and like importing from Discord into console. Like these are things we would have loved to do, but again, Discord does not let you export your data. It like other programs do like Slack actually does, for example, you couldn't export your data and bring it into another Slack, for example. But Discord, you cannot even get your data out. And so there was just this whole list of flaws where like Discord made it very hard to play with. And so we had to make the hard decision to, you know, just kind of start on our on our own Web3 island <laughs> with a, or I'd say archipelago with a lot of other, uh, you know, communities building over here, but it wasn't easy. Um, so yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. And uh, if you have anything else to add to it, feel free. But that's kind of our thing. Yeah, sure. And of course, of course. And I'm like in violent agreement with you on all of the flaws that you've just pointed out about Discord. No question. Uh, and all the reasons for why, uh, you know, you know, by trying to like move away from Discord as quickly as possible. I'm also in agreement with you in, in absolutely everything you've said. Uh, and I think, I'm not sure maybe I just like didn't approach this the right way or not, but just like as a way to onboard people into console, that was just kind of the thought process there. And obviously if it doesn't, uh, you know, just, it was just kind of more of an idea of just saying, Hey, get people in here. If we were to have them through discord and then being able to realize like, Oh, wait a second. I can do all of these other things without discord. I am capable of like going to all of these different features. I can like do things token gated. Like, you know, I use guild.xyz within, um, you know, a lot of the communities that is doing like that, like you said, that web two to web three connection in discord. So now of course, because discord is not web three and has no intent to do that. You know, now if we can, you know, let's say you're basically like, like that was the idea, I guess, just to like wrap the wrap discord to then at least bring everybody in there and say, Hey, you can actually run this through here. And now look at all the other things that we can do to move away from discord, because all of it is natively being able to be done here in this, like, you know, open source uh, manner. But um, perhaps, yeah, just like straight up, just trying to make the jump and make the move is, uh, is the play. Um, and that, or maybe running two communities in parallel and just like slowly migrating over. Uh, perhaps that is the uh, that is like the best approach, just to like completely wean off of uh, off of Discord in that sense. But uh, yeah, um, that's probably uh, yeah. That, that, I don't know. That kind of encompasses what I was looking to. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this, uh, I look forward. To, it's great thinking, and you know, it, it's a challenge for us. And you know, I, I hope anyone that comes to these Twitter spaces like. We could also learn if you're building in Web3, because I think a lot of the challenges that we have are challenges that other people are going to have as well. And, you know, just in general, switching from, you know, closed source Web3, Web2 to like building Web3, it's like, you know, there are these incumbents that are hard to, you know, kind of, and you have to make this choice of whether you're going to like play nice and integrate, maybe they have an API or you're going to kind of build your own thing. So yeah, I think, you know, hopefully there's some lessons in here for other builders. Mm -hmm. And as we start to navigate Web3 and yeah, you know, I just wish it was easier. I wish Discord let us uh, a little easier. And it is a challenge for us, you know, when we talk to communities, um, you know, there's some communities like Orange Dow that I'm a part of, like I wish they would come over. And, um, you know, what one of the people at the top of that was basically like, we love what you're doing. We just don't want to be first. So <laughs> I think for us, um, having smaller communities um you know who are just starting up and or that really you know <laughs> have just like had it with discord and and don't have you know 
you know, have a few hundred people, for example, um, that seems to be the sweet spot right now of, of who we're bringing over. And um, I think that's a good thing. And it lets us kind of grow slowly. But I think once we get that, that kind of snowball effect, I think we'll be able to attract the bigger Discord whales. They're, lo- they're looking. Yeah. Absolutely. I may follow up with you afterwards here around. Please a, do. Uh, I, I do a like I'm, I'm involved in a in real life hacker space, uh, and you know we've been always utilizing and looking for open source ideas. And Discord is kind of the latest thing, but we're uh, you know obviously wanting to to move away from that. So uh, even just as a smaller community, as you're talking about onboarding, that could be an interesting uh, you know interesting case study there. So let's uh, I'll try and follow up with you after. All right. Thank you. Well. Um... Great questions today. Yeah, um, I'm just going to check in with Julia, our community manager here, who, who put this event on and really makes all this possible. Ju, how's it going? Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, yeah, great space. And um, I saw that we have a bunch of comments in the thread. I think there maybe are some people that wanted to chime in, but um, just, yeah, just wanted to see if anyone else wants to say anything. Awesome. While we're waiting for people to say something, I just wanted to say the whole ingenious POAP concept for the console Twitter spaces was Julia's idea. Okay. I might have mentioned earlier that I might have mentioned earlier that Julia was kind of like manually doing it because she also is manually doing it, but she also conceived of the whole initiative, which I think is awesome. And I think it's kind of revolutionary for communities now um so maybe we'll see some other communities start to use a you know similar approach for twitter spaces oh thanks dave i'm blushing um, <laughs> I really um i actually have a question about that for people because i know that we have some users out there that are really diehard on stacks and bitcoin and they haven't been able to redeem the poap because poap is on ethereum and i'm just wondering if anyone knows of anything equivalent for other chains because we definitely wouldn't be inclusive for that so yeah i'm definitely taking taking input that's a great question I would say if anybody has something, um, we'll either raise your hand quickly or just send it to us afterwards or build it because <laughs> we'd love to talk to you. I guess Titus might have something. I was just going to say build it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Beat you to it. Um, yeah, I, I do know there's some fun stuff coming up for Stacks this year, like EVM compatibility of some sort. And I think that will make it easier to bridge um, Ethereum POAPs over to stacks and Bitcoin, potentially. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the idea is if there's an EVM bridge and Ethereum virtual machine bridge, is what this stands for, ah, <laughs> a little nerdy, um, it would connect these two worlds and it make it easier to send NFTs and POAPs and all this kind of stuff. So uh, if, if it doesn't already exist, hopefully um, the bridge will make things easier. Um, but great. Okay. Well, we're at the hour. Just want to respect everybody's time because just always feel so grateful that everybody comes, um, and asks such great questions and such enthusiasm. Um, again, you know, console, console XYZ, um, if anyone wants to apply, reach out to us afterwards with questions. If you don't have them or come back next Monday, we do this every Monday at 5 PM. I just want to thank, um, just shout out a bunch of people in the audience, uh, we got Tangle, we got Algorithm, we got Petrin, Nick, Joe, Bundy, Lena, 
T-Tags, Annie, Kia, Bodiz, I, <laughs> is that right? Um, who else is here? We got a great, great group here today. Marshall, what's up, Obi? So um, thanks everybody for coming. Um, again, thanks Dave and Julia, um, who are uh, the lifeblood of this team, helping move this project along. Uh, every week and yeah and thanks to the rest of the console team um who is not on stage with us but we're a team of about 10 um who are just actively building every single day and improving the product and and getting this out to you guys so just uh maybe julia if we can get a clap for all of them who aren't here today just want to share some thanks to everybody yeah <laughs> love the clapping yeah and clap for chris who does the work of 10 more people so we're yeah thank you so much chris thanks everybody really appreciate you all right you guys next week see you guys next monday thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the ama with console recorded on monday january 16th 2023 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening and if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IDC enabled. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I'll be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements, of course. We're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Oh shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two